Choosing a skincare brand to use on your face or stock in your business can be so hard. With so many varying factors such as ingredient technology, in-clinic support, and also questions like, does it even work? It can be hard to know where to start, which is why I use Circuit Cosmeceuticals. I've been using Circuit on my own skin since 2022 and also stock it in the facial bar. And the reason why I love it is not only are the ingredients super fun, but it also gets results. With products such as Mocha Locker Peel and the Cool Lychee Mask and my favorites, Molecular Hydrating Mist and the Sugar Lip Plumping Treatment, I know that your skin and clients will love the range too. To find out more about becoming a stockist, send me a message on Instagram with the word circuit, that's S-I-R-C-U-I-T, and I'll automatically send you some information. Thanks to Circuit for being a sponsor of the podcast. Welcome to the Beauty, Business and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen. I'm a skin therapist turned clinical educator turned multiple six-figure online business owner. I used to think that owning a business meant that you'd have a product or service, a website and an Instagram and just wait for the masses to flock. But little did I know. It wasn't until I started working with coaches and mentors that I learned there is so much more to it. On this podcast, you can expect to learn about mindset, marketing, strategies, and other fundamental business lessons that have helped me to generate over $500,000 of revenue in less than two years. Are you in my Facebook group? Every single day, I post in there sharing even more gold nuggets of information to help you grow your business. To find it, search Beauty Business and Beyond on Facebook or head to the link in my show notes to get a direct link. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm so happy you are here. Today I'm going to be sharing with you a couple of mistakes that I made in my first year as a course creator. Now you know that I've been talking a lot about course creation recently. That is because I have a masterclass coming up on the 23rd of July that I'll share more with you at the end of this episode. But I thought this would be a fun episode to reflect on some things that I probably wish that I didn't do that if you choose to go down this path, that you won't do them either. (laughs) And we'll start with number one, and that is creating a membership. Now, this is something I see a lot of people doing. They obviously want to have that consistent revenue coming into their business. So they think, I know, I'll create a membership and I'll do it low ticket. It'll be like $15 a week. And if I can get 20 people in who are paying me $15 a week, I can chill. But the reality is that memberships tend to not work as much unless it is going to be really taking away time and like really making their life easier. For example, if there were email templates that were to go out every week or if it was social media templates that were delivered to their inbox where they can literally screenshot it and post it on their own social media, they don't have to edit it. Or if it was going to the gym, Pilates, dance, something like that, where you actually want to go and you want to use it, memberships aren't ideal. What I experienced was I had a membership where I was doing social media templates, I was doing caption templates, and then I was also doing masterclasses in there for an hour each month. And people were dropping out because they just weren't using it and they didn't have the time 
and they weren't logging in to actually download the content, watch the content. And so in the end, I ended up losing pretty much everybody in the membership, which is okay. It's a lesson learned. But at the same time, I just felt really restricted and it felt like a chore to have to show up in that all the time and to constantly recreate the wheel and think of new topics. It was just really hard for what it was worth. So that would be my first mistake. Lots of learnings, no regrets. Okay, that leads me to number two, doing one hour presentations and calling it a program. (laughs) I can't tell you how much I hate it now when I purchase an online course and I have to sit there and watch something for 50 minutes or even an hour. Uh, just yuck. <laughs> I don't want to sit there and watch somebody talk for an hour, especially on a recording. I end up picking up my phone. I end up watching TikTok. I end up watching Pimple Popper. And then I don't actually get value from the information that's delivered to me. Although now I am in a couple of online courses where the business coaches have been around for seven years and they deliver the information to me in about 15 to 20 minutes, along with resources that I can download and start to implement straight away. I much prefer that. I think that is so much better because although they know the information, they've been able to deliver it to me in a short bite-sized piece that's not draining my energy and it's to the point and I'm able to watch it, stay engaged, implement the learnings and learn and grow from it. So doing one hour presentations and calling it a course, yuck. (laughs) You're paying somebody for their knowledge and their expertise. And if you can deliver that to them in 10, 15 minutes, you are saving them time and still teaching them how to potentially make money or solve their problem way better. That's why I do these podcast episodes short, by the way, because to listen to somebody talk for an hour Gosh, even the Joe Rogan podcasts that go for like three or four hours, who the hell has time? And I know some people drive to work for half an hour so you can listen to it in the morning and on the way home. But for the rest of us who listen while we're walking our dogs or at the gym on the treadmill or under LED, keep it short and sweet. All right, mistake number three, not being financially savvy with my bookkeeping. Gosh, I am still catching up with tax from two years ago because in my first year of being a course creator, I just thought it was all fun money and then I could spend it on whatever. (laughs) It wasn't until I finally had a good bookkeeper who cleaned up my books did I realize that, okay, I probably should have been a little bit more financially smarter. And now that the past year has gone by where I've actually been with a bookkeeper for a whole year now, which feels weird to say I've only been with them for a year. And then six months of that, I've actually hired Cam. So that's been an added expense. Now I'm at the stage in my business where I know my break events. I know what I can spend my business money on. I know how much money I need to earn each month. And I also know that when I have overflow, that I'm going to start investing it in assets to help me grow wealth. And I wish I was like that from the start because I had much lower overheads back then but I was over here wilding and buying shoes and Louis Vuitton bags and expensive lunches and yeah, you live and you learn. (laughs) All right, number four, the fourth mistake that I made as a course creator in my first year, over giving information. I've definitely been guilty of doing this. I have definitely overloaded people with information in the past. As I said, keep it short, sharp, sweet and to the point If you give people too many videos, too many resources, although you think that you're doing a good job by having this really well built out course and this resource hub 
where people can go in and there's nine different modules and in each side each module there's like three different chapters and there's downloadables and there's this that and the other if you don't make it to the point for them to consume and it's overloading them they're going to feel overwhelmed and I know that you think you're doing a good job by giving 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 but instead you're overwhelming your ideal target audience and you're making it harder for them to achieve the result that they need to in order to move the needle and achieve that transformation that they paid you for. All right, number five, following too many other course creators on social media. For a little while there, I ended up in a total spin and tizzy thinking, oh, everybody in the world just wants to be a course creator. Everybody in the world has an online course. Who has like a real job these days? If we're all course creators, who's going to do any of the real jobs? (laughs) And also too, I began to compare myself to all these course creators as well. But the reality is, although course creation is a growing industry, not everybody does it full time and everybody does it in their own unique ways. And it took me taking my dog for a walk one day throughout my neighborhood and I was having a look at all the houses that I was passing and I realized probably none of these people are course creators. And then I was having a conversation with a beauty therapist who was struggling to hire staff. And she said, there's just so many beauty salons these days. Every second person's opening up a beauty salon and everyone needs staff. There's just too many of us to stand out from a seat. And I thought to myself, that's what I feel like with course creators. (laughs) But it just came down to me following too many of them on social media and me going into comparisonitis. So if you're planning to become a course creator, try not to follow heaps and go down that whole downward spiral of comparing yourself because it's not fun. Number six, this is a big one. I guess I had a little bit of understanding from my career being in the beauty industry for what, six years prior, but that is not understanding seasons in business. And this happens in course creation too, believe it or not. In January, I find that lots of people in the course creation world are you know, beginning to hype everything up. But for me, that's when my target audience at the time, beauty therapists, were taking time off because you didn't have time off over Christmas. So I would then go into full launch mode in January without understanding that a lot of my audience are actually on holidays right now. And then I was having low months and I couldn't understand why. Same goes with December. December's not a great time for me to sell only because so many of you ladies in the beauty industry are so busy in the industry. Like you've got appointments and you're booked out right until Christmas. And so in order for me to sell, it just makes it hard. It's not a priority at that time. So not understanding seasons in business is also an important one. All right. Number seven, not paying for help with tech setup. <gasps> This was something that, you know, I didn't want to do straight up because I was learning how to do it all myself. And I host my uh, whole programs on a website called Kajabi. It's a course creator platform. Love it. But what I really struggled to do was everything myself. And so with a lot of the tech set up that I really could have outsourced to a Kajabi specialist or a virtual assistant who specialized in Kajabi, I ended up doing it myself and then there'd be little glitches or there would be, you know, things that weren't working properly or little clunky errors that I just was not sure how to fix. And in the end, in December 2021, I think it was, I ended up getting a virtual assistant and I remember it was ahead of my next launch and it was so helpful to have her on my team 
She was like, oh yeah, I know how to do that and went in and fixed it for me straight away. And I thought to myself, why haven't I done this earlier? <laughs> for the small investment that she was, it was under a thousand dollars a month. It was able to just reduce so much stress. And it was really nice to have somebody on my team who could help me and support my growth in my business. So they are the seven mistakes that I made in my first year as a course creator. I'm only two years into this journey, so I'm sure I could do another episode of this in another year and share some more learnings. But I hope you can learn from these that you don't do it the same as well. Yeah, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm hosting a free masterclass on the 23rd of July, and it's called Side Hustle to Six Figures. It's going to teach you how you can create a digital product that will either be your side hustle or you can build it up to create six figures or more, multiple six figures if you want. I am in Australia, so there is going to be two time zones to suit my overseas crew because I know I have a lot of people from United Kingdom, United States and Canada following me and also so many other little places as well. So if you're outside of those regions, I do apologize. There's like so spread out everywhere. But if you go to www.skin-queen.com forward slash side hustle, you'll be able to register for those two time zones or you can head to my Instagram and you'll be able to click the link in my bio and see the two time zones there. But I can't wait to see as many of you there as possible. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll chat to you later.